Like I mentioned before, as I was preparing this message, I, I was asking the Lord, and He was telling me that this year was going to be a year of blessing for you. But the thing is, is and I asked Him as, as I was preparing, I said, Lord, how do you want me to title this? And He says, give it to God. Give it to God. Amen. And I was like, okay, Lord. He goes, um, what's happening, men, I, I, I'm telling you out of what I know, we're very prideful. We hate to give stuff away. We hate to give it up. We as men want to raise up our family and this is how it's going to be. But the Lord has told us to do it a certain way. But no, Lord, this is how I'm going to do it. We're very prideful men. That's just how we are. We have a lot of hurts for whatever reason it may be. But the Lord says, give it to me. Let me handle it. Stop trying to do it yourself. So many times you've done it yourself. And how has that worked for you? Just asking a question, because I'm in the same boat. I've done the same exact things as you have done. I've tried to do it myself. See, we're a microwave society. God, I'm going to give you this, but I'm going to take care of this because I can handle it faster, Lord. You know, Lord, I'm telling you, Lord, I, I, I don't need your help on this one, Lord. Time out. Let's think about it. We get up to the McDonald's drive through and we do our order, and they say, okay, go to line two. Okay, get up there. All right, uh, sir, if you wouldn't mind, can you pull up a little bit? Because um, your order's quite not, it's just not ready yet. We're, we're making a new batch of fries. And you're like, are you kidding me? You want me to move up? Uh, there's nobody behind me. It, really? It's a microwave society. You go to window two, go to window one, and you're ready to go. Why? Slow down. It's okay. All that arguing you're doing, you're just building it up, and it's making it worse for you. I know it's never happened to none of y'all. Maybe I'm just talking about myself. But the thing is, is if you just wait another 20, 30 seconds, here's your fries, sir. And because we want it now. God says, let me handle it. Let me take care of it. What does he say in Ephesians? He says, when you've done all that you can do, what do you do? Stand some more. Stand some more. We've done it. We've all done it. Amen? Amen. We as men need to be able to relinquish and say, God, handle it for me. I I'm going to trust you, Lord. That's why when we were doing praise and worship earlier, as Greg was singing, it's okay to raise your hands and say, Lord, I give it all to you. I've done it my way, Lord. I can't go no more. Amen. I give it to you, Lord. I let it go. And, and I know this isn't a popular thing, but nowadays when a police officer asks you to raise your hands, what should you do? Raise your hands. You know, I mean, sometimes they still shoot, but at least you've done, <laughs> but at least you've done your part. Lord, I'm giving it to you. Come on, we've all seen it. I've seen the videos just like you have. But the thing is, is surrender. I can't go no more. I'm done. Amen? I've told you all the story about when, when uh, I got pulled over by a policeman. And, uh, the, I mean, I had an expired sticker. I had an expired dri uh, driver's license. My insurance was wrong. I had all that. I was three tickets right there alone. I get out of my car and I got abundant life stickers and Jesus loves you and this and that on the back. And I come out and I say, and this is when you can get out of your car. Now they don't want you to get out of your car. 
And I get out and I said, sir. And then the Lord told me, he says, I want you to pray for him. And I'm thinking, Lord, you know, but see, I had made an agreement with God a long time ago. I said, Lord, if I ever get pulled over, I want to pray for every policeman that I get stopped by. I got stopped five times that year. I said, Lord, I'm done. Can I get out of this? Can I back out? I'm done. I don't want to get stopped anymore. So anyways, I get out and sure enough, the guy says, uh, he says, can I help you? I said, sir. I said, I, I need to ask you something. He says, what is it? I said, um, I said, do you know Jesus? He goes, one thing at a time. He says, let me finish what I'm doing. And he's writing stuff. I'm thinking, I'm going down, man. I'm headed to the slammer. And uh, I was going to go see Stephen over there. <laughs> but uh, so anyways, and he says, one thing at a time. I go to pray for him afterwards after he says, hey, I'm going to let you go. There's, I, I trust you. I believe you. And he goes, now about the other thing. He says, uh, he says, yeah, I know the Lord. And right then the Lord says, pray for him. And I'm thinking, Lord, my knees are knocking. I'm so scared. And sure enough, he says, I said, sir, do you need prayer? He says, yeah, tears welling up in his eyes. And I go to lay hands on him and he lifts up his hands. This is a DPS officer. On 146, and I'm thinking, put your hands down, man. <laughs> well, you know what? He was surrendering. He was giving it all. How many times do we need to do that? And I mean, that was the fastest prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus, you know, I'm laying hands on him and telling him to put his hands down. And, but usually we're like, give it to God. Wait, give it to God. Give it all. That's what he did. That police officer did it no different than me or you or anybody else we got to lift up our hands and say, I'm done. You know, Paul and Silas, what happened to them? In Acts, it talks about Paul and Silas were beaten. They were arrested. They were thrown in the dungeon in the bottom pits of the jail. The inner jail is what it says. Handcuffed, basically, in chains. How many times do you feel that way? I've been beaten. I'm in chains. But what did Paul and Silas do during that whole time? In the midnight hour, they prayed. They were singing praises to God. What are we doing when we get handcuffed? What are we doing when we really need him? Are we complaining? Why me? Having a pity party? Are we sitting there saying, God, I love you. No matter what I'm going through, I give it all to you. I surrender all. That's how it should be. We've all gone through it. We've all gone through the same thing. It's just at different times. What are we doing when we do go through it? Let's change that. Give it to God. He's saying, give it to me. He says, I'm trying to help you, but you keep handcuffing me because you keep trying to take care of it yourself. Let it go. Surrender all to him. Amen? Amen. Amen. God is good. We look to fix things. I mentioned that earlier. When the Lord has told so many times, in, in, as, as, as my kids were growing up, the Lord would say, hey, so-and-so needs prayer. Or you need to talk to so-and-so. I've got four kids. And I kid you not. And I'm praying, and, and I pray for my kids as, as often as I can. And it's usually daily, but sometimes more <laughs> because they need it. And, and I need it, too. But the Lord will say something like, you need to talk to Josh. I'll just use Josh as an example. 
And he'll say, you need to talk to Josh. I said, okay. And I'll call Josh. I'll say, Josh, I said, uh, I've been praying for you today. And the Lord told me this. He goes, Dad, how do you know? But it's not me. It's the Holy Ghost. We have to stand on, on something. And it might as well be God, the Word of God. It might as well be God. And letting Him use the Holy Ghost to, to help you get through this situation. Don't do it by yourself. I've tried it. It doesn't work. It's no different. It, he has a girlfriend. Uh, her name's Holly. And, uh, and one day, and I, like I said, I was just praying for my kids, and I was praying for Josh. And, and the Lord said, pray for Holly. And I'm like, man, Lord. I, and I, it's not, I, I usually pray a prayer, and this is what y'all need to try to do with your kids if you can. Pray over who they're going to marry. You know, mighty, I got a daughter. She married a mighty man of God. I got three boys, and I'm praying that they're all going to marry mighty women of God. Holly's no different. He's dating Holly. Is, is she saved? I, no, not that I know of. But the thing is, I'm believing that she's going to be Holy Ghost-filled, mighty woman of God. Why not start confessing that? Amen. You got to stand on something. Might as well be with God uh, for them to love the Lord. And so I'm praying for him, and he says, and, and I just pray, Lord, I, I just... I just thank you that Josh is going to marry a Holy Ghost-filled woman. She's going to love you and honor you. You see what you're confessing over your children? And that's what I was doing. And he says, you need to pray for Holly. And I started praying for Holly. And uh, nothing specific, just in general. And I called him up. I said, Josh, I said, uh, I says, Holly, okay. That was in the morning that I prayed for him. And later that day, I called him. He goes, Dad. I can't tell you right now, but I'll tell you later. I said, okay. Well, little did I know she was going through a bunch of things at her house with her family. But I didn't know that. I don't know any of that, what she's going through. But he says, Dad, how did you know? I said, it wasn't me. It was the Holy Ghost showing me that Holly needed prayer. She cried. She was crying and saying, Mr. Werther, she calls me Eloy. She says, uh, Eloy, uh, thank you. I needed it. Why not you guys? You can do the same thing. Start confessing things over your children that they're going to marry a Holy Ghost filled a husband or wife, whatever children you have. Start confessing that over them. Amen? But it starts with you, my friend. You giving it all to God and saying, God, I give it to you. You show me what I need to do, Lord. You change me in the areas I need to change, Lord. If you're not a prayer uh, warrior, Start praying. It doesn't have to be, oh, Father God, oh, Holy Father, and this and that. Simple, simple prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I love you, and I want the best for my family. I want you to show me what I need to do to confess good things over my family. How hard is that? That's not hard. I promise you. I, the first time I ever prayed, I mentioned this before. They asked me to pray over the food one time when we went out to eat. And I had never prayed in my life. I just became a Christian. And I was so scared. I was shaking. Man, I was shaking. I, I was like, I hope they don't ask me. I hope they don't ask me. Sure enough, they asked me. So I said, uh, I said, okay, I'll pray. And I said, God, thank you for this food. Amen. That was it. They laughed at me. They laughed at me, the people that asked me to pray. I know it doesn't sound bad, but... I said it a lot faster. 
God, thank you for this food. Amen. You know, now you know why they laughed at me, huh, Jay? But you follow me? It's not always the word. Slow down. Slow down. It's okay to slow down and say, God, what do you want me to do? Who do you want me to pray for? Okay? Amen? Why not you? You can be used. I promise you. Jay, that's enough. You can be used. What we do is we tend to look at things and say, I can fix it, God. I mentioned that. But if that's your test, the test that you're going through, the test you're going through, let it be a testimony. Amen? Amen. Don't let that test be, well, he was this or he did that. No, look what my God has done for me. Amen? By my heart. No different, angel. I'm standing on that. Even to this day, I thank you, Lord, for healing my heart. I still confess that, angel. And that's what your confession should be until you see something different. Amen? And I mentioned to you about Paul and Silas. They praised God. What are you doing? Nobody said it was going to be easy. We all go through things. But what are you doing when you go through it? Are you praising him? Are you? you? Only you know. Only you know what you're doing. We got to praise all the time. There's a few things that I had read, and I really liked it. Because what we try to do is we try to be all spiritual and everything, but when chaos hits, we just forget about being spiritual. We forget about who we are as Christians sometimes. and Oh, you don't realize what I'm going through. You know, listen, I'm going to read a couple of things to you. The chaos around you shouldn't override the calm within you. Amen? Amen. There's so much chaos everywhere. I've told you that. But who are you as a Christian? No, I'm okay. I'm healed in the name of Jesus. My children are are, are mighty warriors for the Lord. I'm going to honor God throughout my life. My children are going to raise up, be raised up in the way that they should go. Don't let them be raised up in the way other people think they should be. I kid you not, Terry knows my kids. I was a, a, a father that I honored the Lord and all, but I raised them up in the way I thought that my children should go. My kids didn't always live right or perfect or oh, holier than thou type children. But the thing is, is when, the, when the rubber hits the road, they know who they are as Christians. When it's all said and done. And the thing is, is, is what a lot of families were doing at this time, and this might be good for some of the younger uh, children, a lot of people were giving everything to their kids. I didn't. When my kids wanted a cell phone, I said, you're going to have to pay for it. I wasn't the type of dad that, well, what kind do you want? Let me get it for you. Oh, well, because I love you. No, it has nothing to do with it. I still loved them. But who's going to pay the bill? <laughs> I said, no, you're going to pay the bill. My kids wanted these Jordans and other fancy tennis shoes and all this and that. I said, look, we had four kids. I didn't make that much money at the time. I wasn't about to buy a hundred and something dollar Jordans for each one of my kids. I'd rather buy groceries, believe it or not. And I did. And I did. But the thing is, is what I would tell my kids, for every A that you make, 
for every A that you make, and this was 20 years ago, 15 years ago, so it's a little bit different now, I'll give you a dollar for every A that you make. Every B that you make, I'll give you 50 cents. But for every C that you make, zero anything. Guess what? Josh, that I told you about earlier, never made a B. Straight A's. Straight A's. Had abundant life and wherever he went to school. Matthew, the other one, he made one B. You don't think they wanted the money? They loved it. Give them something to shoot for. When you start giving them something to shoot for, they're going to shoot for it. If you say, man, whatever you do, I'm going to give you money anyways, they're going to do that too. So what, what we, we used to do is that with my children and start out with a quarter or 50 cents. It's up to you. We just did a dollar and 50 cents. But if they made one C, zero, nothing. Joshua, the, the one I keep telling you about, he was second in his class in school. Matthew was like third or fourth. How, how was I not going to bless him? Amen? As they got older, it was easier for me to bless them. When they wanted these Jordans, they used that money that they got from the report card. I'd say, Mom and Dad are going to give you $50. That's it. This is back 15 years ago, guys, 20 years ago. It's a little different now. And uh, I said, we're going to give you $50 for shoes. Anything over that, you're paying for it. They always seem to find the money. But like Joshua, he hated spending money. He'd say, no, I don't think I need them. No, you don't. It's just a pair of shoes. It's just a pair of shoes. Anyways, I'm trying to help you. I hope it does. But I liked what it said. The chaos around you shouldn't override the calm within you. One of the things that we have to do is we have to align our thinking with the Word of God. We have to align it, our thinking, with the Word of God. Amen? Amen. Study it. Believe it. If God is making you wait, it's okay. He is working behind the scenes. It's not always, man, hurry up, God. God's saying, hold on. Let me, let me straighten it out. Let me fix it. Amen? Amen. One more. This is, this is important because we tend to surround ourselves with anybody sometimes. But for you to become the man of God that he expects you to be, surround yourself with people that reflect who you want to be. <coughs> who you want to be. Like I told you, Terry and, and his wife Becky, we've known them for over 20 years. Guess what? That's the type of people I've hung around with for 20 years. It's not something that is just a fly-by-night thing. And some of you I've known for four or five years. It's going to eventually be 20 years. I want that. Why? Because I'm going to make you stronger, and you're definitely going to make me stronger. That's what we have to do. He's someone I can call in the middle of the night if I really needed him. I can call him and, hey, Terry, I need your help, man. I'm stuck, or I need you, I, whatever. I need prayer, something simple. And there's several of you that I can do that with. Amen? But my favorite, I, I said I had one more. I, got, I had two more, sorry. This was my favorite. Sometime God lets you hit rock bottom so that you will discover that he is the rock at the bottom. How many times do we need that? You know, we're going through stuff, hitting rock bottom, hitting rock bottom. We get on our knees and we realize he's where I need to be, on my knees. I needed to be praying and asking God to help me this whole time. I didn't even realize it. 
Amen. I, that was my, my favorite out of all of those. And uh, I mean, hopefully you enjoyed them all. But how can we witness if we never go through anything? How can we say, look at what God has done if everything's just fly by night, oh, whatever. But when you go through something, you can easily say, look what my God has done. I mentioned it earlier. You've got to go through some things sometimes, and it's okay. God's working behind the scenes sometimes. Sometimes he's looking at you saying, what are you going to do? What are you going to stand on? The Word of God? Or are you going to stand on the Word of Stephen? Or Domingo? Or Eloy? That ain't going to work. Amen. You might say, my relationship with my children is gone. My wife, gone. It's not. My relationship with God, forget about it. It's not over. It's not over. It's easy to sit there and knock your family and say, I forget them, they're no good, and blah, blah, blah. It starts with you. It starts with me. I had to finally line my wife out. Y'all believe that? <laughs> I was having a hard time, guys. I'm not going to lie. I've been married going on 28 years. And, uh, and what it was is um, we had kids, and you know how kids can be with chaos, just everything going here and there and just going everywhere. Well, I forgot the relationship with my wife. And so I said, Lord, she, <laughs> she doesn't understand me. She needs to change. That's what I kept saying. I know you've never gone through that. But <laughs> she, she needs to change, Lord. I mean, Lord, you're really going to have to do a work in her. You're really going to have to straighten her out. And I went to church, and the pastor sat there, and he says, if you're expecting your wife to change, it starts with you. I'm thinking, did you talk to him? Did you say something? That's exactly what I told him. She goes, what are you talking about? And he, says, he sat there and he, he started reading Ephesians about husbands and wives and so on and so forth. And I'm thinking, oh my goodness. And he goes, sir, it starts with you. He says, when was the last time you prayed for your wife instead of begging God to change her? I'm thinking, how in the world does he know all this? But see, that's where the Holy Ghost comes in. That's where it changes things, the Holy Ghost. And so I said, okay. He goes, pray for your wife for 30 days straight. And I'm thinking, man, I barely pray for her at all. And so I said, okay. So I started praying for my wife on the way to work. It wasn't nothing fancy, and it wasn't about her changing. The prayer was, Lord, help me understand what her needs are. Let me, show me, Lord. Help me change in the areas I need to change. You see how my prayer was different than, Lord, she needs to change. She really needs it, Lord. You don't realize what I'm going through down here, God. Come on. But as, as, as the prayer started changing differently, our relationship got better. That's why I'm married 28 years now. I promise you. If I wouldn't have done that, we probably wouldn't have been married 10 years, let alone 15 but it starts with you as a husband being the head of the house and saying, I need to change. It starts with you. I promise that's what I had to do. It's okay to go up to, to your wife and say, honey, will you forgive me? I know that's hard for us, guys. Most of us want to get a shotgun and say, woman, I need to talk to you. You know it's true. 
But what we got to say is, put that shotgun down, Rambo. It's okay. <laughs> we can sit there and say, honey, I love you. I was wrong. I mean, that hurts, doesn't it? Come on, let's practice Say, I was wrong. <laughs> Stephen, you said that real good, Stephen. <laughs> Still. But we got to do it slowly, guys. We got to do it slowly. We got to change. I mentioned this at the last meeting. I said, how many of you guys take a shower? And I mean, one guy raised it. Dude, y'all need to take a shower. Now, how many of you guys take a shower? Come on, amen. I see all hands are up, finally. And I know if you got a little duck and you put it in your tub, and it's okay. <laughs> but guys, if you don't know how to pray, start in the shower. Start small. Say, Lord, everybody takes a shower. At the best time, Lord, help me. Help me understand my wife. Something simple. Doesn't have to be fancy. I'm almost done. But it's okay to say, children, I've done it. Josh, I was wrong. I shouldn't have said this. Or Matthew, Nick, I need to talk to you. Sit him down face to face. I want to apologize on how I talked to you. It wasn't right. Amen? Well, it's okay to do that, even at our age, guys. You might say, I can't do it. Yes, you can. Give it to God. Let him do it. Let him do it. Give it to God. Let go. Let God do it in his time and in his way. Okay? One of the things that we tend to do is we tend to look at the circumstances. Peter was no different. Peter was walking on water and then he saw everything around him, the waves and everything happening, the chaos. And he's like, Jesus, I'm sinking. Jesus says, I got you. We need to stop looking at everything else and say, Jesus, I need you. But let him say, I got you. Amen? Amen. Amen. Who are you looking at? Are you looking at your situation or are you looking at Jesus? What are you looking at when it happens, when something happens? Are you ready to give it to God? I had to, guys. I kid you not. I had to change. For this ministry to work the way it's working and so on and so forth and having other men come in and teach, and I promise you, I had to change a lot in me to be able to give it to God. Because as a man, every one of us, we're very prideful. I mentioned that. We have a hard time giving it to God. But for this ministry to work, I had to. I said, Lord, you're going to have to show me because I have no idea how to do this. I promise you. I mean, we're fortunate. What we got here, about 15, 20 guys? We started with eight. We started with eight. And we're consistently having 20, 25, 30 guys every time. Praise God. But it's him, not me. I mean, I can bring people in here and nobody shows up. What good did that do? But when I sit there and say, Lord, show me what I need to change. Help me. Help me change the areas I need to change. That's when it's going to work. It's no different in your families, amen, or in your jobs. So many times at, at our jobs, we, we tend to have a hard time with people. I, I've told you all the story about Art, this guy Art that I worked with. Ugly, man, he was ugly. And I mean, I went through so much with him for eight years. And I was about to quit and start my own business and so on and so forth. And, and I said, if I said it was beautiful outside, it's the ugliest day I've ever seen in my life. He, you know, people would mess with him. He'd put his toast down and, and they'd unplug the toaster. Well, guess who got blamed for it? Me. 
It wasn't even me. I wouldn't do that for anybody, to anybody. But he was just an ugly person. And I was like, Lord, you know. Anyways, what ended up happening, I was about to quit. And the Lord says, you need to ask him to forgive you for everything you've done to him. I said, Lord, are you kidding me? I said, I haven't done anything to this guy. It, are, are you watching? Are we talking about the same guy, Lord? I kid you. That's exactly what I said. I had two weeks. Gave my two weeks notice. And I said, uh, Lord, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. And of course, God didn't change his mind. Okay. Well, we'll change for whatever you want, Eloy. We'll change it. No, he said, I want you to ask him to forgive you for everything you've done to him. I'm thinking, no way, God. Almost two weeks are up to the day. Lord says, don't forget to ask Art to forgive you for everything you've done. That's what he tells me. And of course, what do I have to do? Call Art in here. So I call him and, and I said, Art, I said, uh, I'd like to talk to you. He was a Christian, but he got hurt in the church and so on and so forth. And that was one of the reasons that he had so much uh, animosity towards me. Because I love the Lord and I showed it and maybe a little bit too much. And uh, um, when people would be down, I'd say, Father God, in the name of Jesus, oh, healed in Jesus' name and stuff. And he didn't like that, you know. And so I said, Art, I need to talk to you. He says, what? What do you want? That's what he says. I said, Art, I need to ask you to forgive me for everything I've done in these past eight years that I've worked with you. I said, will you forgive me? He says, that's the stupidest thing I ever heard in my life. I'm thinking, Lord, really? You know, that's what he tells me. That's so dumb. And I'm thinking, well, okay, I was ready to say something else. But because I wanted to live right and move forward, I said, Art, I'm sorry. I said, I've done my part. I said, I wish you well. He walked away. He said, that's so dumb. And he walked away. But guess whose life was better afterwards? Amen. Amen. I kid you not. It was like a ton of bricks lifted off my shoulders. I didn't realize how much I was holding back, you know, or holding on to. (laughs) Even though I wasn't ugly to him, and maybe I was. I don't know. I, I didn't see myself as being that way. But the Lord saw something, and I had to forgive him. And at the same time, he, I asked him to forgive me, and I moved on. Guys, it's up to you. Are you going to give it to God, or are you going to keep doing it yourself? I don't know all of you. I don't know who's saved. I don't know if you were to die, if you'd make Jesus, if Jesus is the Lord of your life. But I'm going to give you that opportunity. If today was your last day here on earth, are you going to heaven? Only you know that. Amen? If you've never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. I'm not going to embarrass you. That's not my intention or my goal. Amen. I'm going to take it everybody's saved. If you want to change, if you need to change, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. And what I mean by that is by you saying, I'm going to give it to God starting today. It's a new day for me. You know? And that's what I had to do. I had to let go of that pride and say, God, I give it to you. I'm going to pray for you. Father God, I just pray over all these men that raise their hand. I ask you just to bless them. Give them wisdom, Lord, on how to get rid of it and give it to you, Lord. Surround your angels around them. Cleanse them with your blood from the top of their head to the soles of their feet. 
Thank you, Father God, that they'll be able to ask for forgiveness where forgiveness is due. They'll be able to walk in peace and love and joy in the Holy Ghost. We thank you, Lord, that they're going to come up another level, that they'll be the mighty men of God that they're supposed to be. Because when they become that mighty man, that they'll, they'll be a better father and a better husband. And they'll give you the glory. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen.